Okay, I guess we're starting. Uh, welcome to a new episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my sister and co-host, Devin Shea. By the way, does it sound like when I say Lucas Shea, does it sound like I'm saying it too fast? Like Lucas Shea? Yeah, it like, sounds like Lucas Shea. Like, hi, my name is Luca. Uh-huh. My name is I Luca. I live on the 23rd floor or whatever. Yeah. It's Lucas Shea. You can call me Lucas. You can call me Luke. You can call me uh-huh. Lou. Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay, and I'm Devin, Devin Shay, but I don't mind if you just hear it as Devin Shay. That's fine. Devin Shay, like Lucas Shay. Okay, we can That's say it fast. Okay, uh, our guest today was supposed to be Amber Heard, oh. and apparently she has canceled. She was going to come on to discuss the topic, how to reinvent yourself without shitting the bed. <laughs> um, that's a oh, weird that's phrase. I don't know, but that's you know, shitting the bed, You've, we've heard that one. Um, anyway, I don't know why she couldn't make it, but anyway, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Amber Heard, right? The, the T right. silent in her name. Yes, it is. It is Heard. So it's Heard. Okay, because yep. I was saying it the other way. Um, anyway, <laughs> we will try to get her on a later show. I'm, I don't know why mm-hmm. she had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, starting off my review. I just finished a show, um, The Shrink Next Door. Oh. Um, it's on Apple TV. I've been watching a lot of Apple TV lately. They seem like they're doing some interesting programming. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is uh, based on a true story. Um, Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. Um, based on a story, a guy, uh, Will Ferrell plays this guy who is, he runs a um, fabric business in New York with his sister, uh, inherited from his parents. Uh, kind of a nebbishy Jewish guy. Nice guy, but um, kind of reclusive. Mm-hmm. And his sister talks him into getting some therapy to kind of help break him out of his shell. And he goes to see this psychiatrist, mm-hmm. Dr. Ike, played by Paul Rudd, who slowly takes over his life. And basically over the next three decades kind of really takes it over. Wow. Um, it's interesting to see these two actors play characters. They're not, so the show is, there's comedic moments, but it's not really a comedy. It's not a, it's not a broad comedy you would associate with Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. Like you think these two guys are going to be like really funny and, but they actually play really normal kind of people, mm-hmm. although with sort of different facets to them. They, uh, they really embrace the Jewishness of the characters, number one. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that they do in the voice, you know, <laughs> ah, would, would you like some tea? You know, I did they, they yeah. a little Jewish, you know, tones uh-huh. to, that's very nice, you know, <laughs> uh, but it's not a caricature. They're really just playing these people. They're playing these real life people. Uh-huh. And uh, Catherine Hahn is great as always. I like her and uh, everything. Yeah. But I, like I, I was, too. I was really interested to see Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd actually like really stretch their acting abilities because they really do play these characters. Uh-huh that um you kind of at times feel sorry for and other times you really don't like uh will ferrell is his character is kind of the guy who's kind of the victim but he kind of lets himself become the victim he kind of lets uh-huh. this this doctor take advantage of him uh-huh because he's so he's this guy who's so lonely and is so eager to have a friend that he kind of what? you know he's one of these guys he's like one of these guys who's just like a perpetual doormat like Everyone oh. kind of gets their way. And then when he meets this psychiatrist who is this really strong personality, mm-hmm. he's just he just lets the guy kind of take over his life because 
he just wants to have a friend and he sees yeah. this guy as, as a, as a great friend. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd is this guy who um, he's this doctor who you think he's not really a bad guy. seems like he just wants to help, but then slowly over time you find out this guy has a lot of issues himself. He has a lot of issues with his dad. He uh. never felt good enough. He never felt loved by his father. He's mm-hmm. really eager to sort of become um, well-known famous you know, wants to be liked by everybody himself, but also, but he kind of wants to be liked by people in upper class of society. He's yeah. always bragging about celebrities he's met and always wants his picture taken with someone who's sort of semi-famous. He kind of just manipulates his way into this guy's life and then slowly isolates the guy from everyone around him, from his sister, from his, his uh, employees. Has he isolated him though? Does he tell him you know, oh, that person's not good for you? Or what do you mean he isolates them? How does he do that? He's got this way of talking to him where he's sort of like, okay, so like his sister, so Will Ferrell's character like really has a strong relationship with his sister. But then Dr. Ike is like, you know, she really takes advantage of you. She, mm-hmm. She's always she's always doing this. She's always, oh, she's she's always coming to you for money, isn't she? Like kind of like um, always, always puts a different spin been on it so that yeah. it kind of looks like and, and his the doctor's big thing is about you got to cut toxic people out of your life oh i've been there well in his view everyone is toxic unless it's him so he yeah he kind of slowly convinces yeah. him to that everyone around him is toxic and the yeah. only person he should really listen to and the only person he can really trust is him huh and this goes on for, like I said, almost three decades, like 27 years or something. And it, it starts That's... in the 80s and kind of works up to modern day. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, part of the sadness of it is that it's true. It really did happen to this guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. It was well acted. Um, it does have some funny moments and it's got some pretty sad moments, too. Huh. But it's just an interesting story. And I really like seeing how it's sort of uh, unraveled and developed. And um, And what was the name? The Shrink Next Door? The Shrink Next Door. So, yeah, it's a it's a limited series. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about this one story. Um, anyway, I liked it. Okay. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, my review is about a movie I saw called Meet Cute. And it's got Pete Davidson and, uh-huh. oh, I'm going to get her name wrong, Kelly Kowoko. Okay. Unless that's really her name. Um, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Okay. Well, I really like the movie. Um, it starts off, she's in a bar and she's staring at this guy, Pete Davidson, across the room. And the bartender says to her, you know, um, you should go over to him and say hi. And she goes over and she orders him a drink. And um, she says, do you want to, you know, have a drink with me? And he says, sure. And when the bartender comes over and he goes to say what he wants, she says the exact same thing at the exact same time. And then uh-huh. they kind of chuckle. And then as they're talking, she says, you know, I, I have something to tell you. I'm a time traveler. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, really? Really? Huh? You know, she's like, yeah. And he goes, what's the future like? And she starts making stuff up. And then she goes, well, no, see, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm only traveling 24 hours in the past. So he's like, huh? And so she goes through this big, long thing about how she's able to relive the same day, you know, over because it was the happiest day of her life. And right. they decide, yeah, and they decide they're going to go out and get something to eat. She's like, oh, do you want to go get something to eat? Sure. So they leave and they go and um, she walks them right to this restaurant. And she says, oh, they have the best 
chicken shawarma. Let's let's go here. And they go in and they have a great time. So they have a great evening and, you know, they're just chatting. Um, he tells her some of his life story. She tells him a couple of things about her life story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just have a wonderful time. And it shows like the whole date night. Right. So then as they're leaving, he says, OK, well, um, you know, I I need to go. And she goes, I know. And he says, um, you know, this has been great. Um, I really got to go. And she says, I know. I'll see you tomorrow. And he goes, no, no, you know, I can't, I can't see you tomorrow. She's like, no, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to do this again tomorrow. And he's, he's thinking, oh, this chick's weird. So um, the movie goes on and you find out she really does relive that day over and over and over again, because she found a time machine that can go back 24 hours. And it comes out that that was the happiest day of her life. So she lives that day over and over. Well, what happens is it goes on for like a year, them doing the same exact thing. And she finds out everything about him. And she knows all his likes and dislikes, all his you know, all right. thing I, about I'm just dad. curious, but what is it about this day that's the happiest day? It sounds like she's just having a drink with him and then they're getting dinner. Like, no, she had a shit day, a life, I guess. And at one point she says to him, um, you know, because he, he says to her, listen, um, if you have gone back in the past, what about meeting up with yourself in the past? She goes, yeah, ha, 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 I never thought about that. And then on one date, she says to him, you know, when you ask me about what happens to me in the past, well, I killed her and I put her in my trunk. And then from then on, you see how every day she sees herself walking down the street and she runs herself over and uh-huh. picks the body up and puts it in her car. Okay. Meanwhile, she's wearing the same clothes every day. I don't know how she did that, but she's wearing the same clothes every day. She so, killed her younger self? She did. Well, it was a day earlier, but she killed her well, day that earlier. Doesn't cause some kind of paradox or something? It, or? it didn't. You got to see the movie to understand. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay but like. Okay, okay well, wait, I, wait. I don't so understand. Gets, like, why, what, is so, well, what is so special about this having she, dinner with this guy? Like, why she, is your life so bad? I feel like it's just the role should have been reversed because Pete Davidson seemed like the kind of guy to have a shit life. She is so in love with him and she Why? had like the best day of her life with him. I guess mm-hmm. before that her life was just shitty and then she meets him. It's like the perfect date, you know, one date and then she decides that she just wants to relive that date over and over and over again. And after a year of this, right? Now she's sick of him. <laughs> she's like, you know, you tell the same stories every day. I'm sick of this, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you're having, you're, it's, it's, yeah. you're having the same conversations and right. eating the same food, I guess. Right. Yes. Unless you take them the to different same. places. No, she didn't take them to different places. She took them to the same place. And so she says, you know, um, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to fix this. So she goes back and you see, she goes to um, this nail salon. She tells him that she found this nail salon and it had a time machine in the back. And so that's where she goes every day to relive that day. And so you see her go to the nail salon and she talks to the woman who owns the nail salon, June. And it, you see how she first meets the woman and everything, uh, you know. But anyway, by the end of the year, she's good friends with this woman. So she goes back and she says, you know, I want to go back further because I'm going to fix this guy. There's things about him I'm going to fix. And so she goes back and she fixes him. But he turns out to be a completely different person that she doesn't like. 
instead of going to the the little Indian restaurant, he's like, yeah, let's go to this place. And he takes her to this Asian fusion restaurant where, you know, they bring out all these little hors d'oeuvres that are all like weird looking and stuff. And she's like, oh, you like this? And he's like, yeah, he's like a businessman. And instead of just being like, you know, regular worker kind of guy, now he's into, you know, stocks and bonds and he's wearing, you know, a suit and he's very snooty. And she's like, I don't like you like this. And he's like, okay, well, date's over. And so she's like, you know what? I'm going to go back and fix you. And he's like, what are you talking about going back and fixing me? Because, of course, he doesn't realize she's the time traveler. She goes back. And so she goes back and she undoes everything she did to try and get him back to the original person she fell in love with. And um, so she does that. And then he says to her, because she starts telling him, Oh, you know, I fix this and I fix this and I fix this. And she says, you remember Uncle Charlie? Um, and you see a scene of her going up because his dad, I guess, was an alcoholic. So you see a scene of her going up to his house dressed like a guy. And he's a little kid. He opens the door and she says, do you want to play catch in your front yard? And she plays catch with him. And she says, so she says to him on the date, do you remember Uncle Charlie? Well, that was me. And he's like, are you kidding me? I loved Uncle Charlie. I was with Uncle Charlie for four years. She's like, I know. <laughs> and and so, um, uh-huh. yeah. So she goes back. Instead of being Uncle Charlie, she, she makes Uncle Charlie stop, okay? So she tries to get him back to the original person that she fell in love with. So she sounds like a psycho. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> she's, she's pretty messed up. But he turns back to the original one, and then she's telling him all the stuff she did to get him back to the original person, how she had been Uncle Charlie, so she took care of Uncle Charlie, how you know he lost his virginity to this woman who was the pizza delivery woman, and she went and she you know grabbed the woman before she could go and uh, knocked her unconscious, so she didn't go and sleep with him. So she says, um, she tells him all this, and he gets mad. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back. And you told me where that nail salon was and the time traveling thing. I'm going to go there and I'm going to change everything too. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to fix you. And she's like, no, you can't do that. It's actually pretty funny. So he goes to the nail salon and he goes Uh back. And I don't want to ruin the whole thing for you, but it's just funny how, you know, how it works out. And it ends up really, really well Um, at the time. Of course, I was doing my little thing where I'm like, you know what would be good is if he's the time traveler and not her. You know, I'm I'm doing that little thing where I'm thinking yeah. all these kinds of things. And so in the yeah. end, he does time travel, but I don't want to give away how it all ends up. But I think it's a movie that's well worth watching. It was just interesting, especially since when she first says to him she's a time traveler, he says, oh, do you know John Connor? And she's like, I don't know who that is, you know. But by then she does know who it is because he's asked her that every single time. But uh-huh. um, anyway, so definitely worth um, watching. You should, I think it's on Hulu. You should definitely check it out. See what you think and see if you get the same thing that I did where I'm like, oh, you know, it would be good. Okay, but anyway. did, it, did it go the way you, you were like, you it, know, it would be good? It, it did go the way I thought it would be good. But okay. um, yeah, it did don't tell me way. what that is. But yeah, okay. okay. So, but that's why I say it was definitely worth watching because 
Sometimes when I think, oh, you know what would be good if they did this and this and this, and then they don't do it. And I'm like, this movie's crap, <laughs> you know? You know, but, I can't remember. I don't know if this was an episode of something I saw or if somebody just told me this story idea, but <laughs> there's what? there's this organization in the future that their job is just to protect Hitler because so uh, many time travelers keep trying to go back to assassinate Hitler. Yeah. So, so that they actually have people who are assigned to kind of like stop time travelers from coming back. Uh-huh. Like they're sort of like just around him at all times. Yeah. To keep him from being assassinated. So huh. that history hasn't changed. You ever heard yeah. that idea or seen that episode of Twilight Zone or something? No, but that would be good. Oh, I think maybe I saw one. I don't know if it was Twilight Zone where, okay, it wasn't that, but a woman goes back and she decides that she's going to, um, Instead of letting Hitler be raised by his parents, she's going to mm-hmm. switch the babies. So she's going to switch him with a Jewish baby. So figuring that he wouldn't grow up to hate Jews and, you know, be a real dictator. Okay. How and would a Jewish baby them. know it's Jewish? <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't. And it turns out that that Jewish baby becomes Hitler. Right. That's what's weird. So she thinks she's doing great by switching <laughs> the babies. But that's what turns, you know, the whole thing yeah. to... You know, so she hasn't changed anything. She's she's the one who made it worse. Yeah. But that was a different movie. I think that was Twilight Zone too. But no, I never saw the one you're mentioning. But it sounds okay. That might have been that might have been a story idea somebody told me once, like or something like, you know, I got this idea for the story, or, or I don't know, yeah. I don't know where I I heard the story idea. Anyway, anyway, uh, if anybody ever writes that, I I get credit for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Trademark. Patent pending. Whatever. Okay. Trademark. Okay. Copyright. All right. I so that was it. my review. Meet cute. Definitely see it. I think it's on Hulu. It might be on Paramount Plus, but definitely worth watching. But does she ever think about going back and fixing her own life? She never thinks about that. She thinks she can't fix her life. And uh, she just killed uh, herself. So, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Get that. But, it, but anyway, okay. <laughs> it was interesting. You, you should watch it and and tell me what you think and tell me how you would have changed things. All right, commercial time. Okay. We still only got one <laughs> sponsor. But we're getting paid for this, right? Yes, always. Okay, good. Always. Okay, I I've, I've got the IOU in my hand right now. <laughs> no, okay. they're good for it. I believe me, they're uh-huh. good for it. Okay. Okay, Vintage City Publishing is our sponsor. And here's the ad copy. We tell stories, build worlds, and make community. Here at Vintage City, we believe in the power of storytelling to share ideas and experiences in a way that is unique to humanity. It is the oldest art form and the purest form of expression. We believe there's no need to make it more complicated than that. Whether you're a reader or a writer, we hope you'll one day call this city home. So Vintage City Publishing is authors like Slade Grayson, Timothy Johnson, and Nick DeWolf. They write superhero fiction, fantasy, dark fantasy, science fiction, gothic suspense, and straight-up horror. Their books are available on Amazon. I've read a couple by Slade Grayson. I really like them. Kill Your Heroes, Autumn Moon. I'm working on the sequel now, I Am the Night. And I've got all the other books, and it's all stuff that I like to read, so I'm checking those out. So I, I think our listeners should check them out. Vintage City Publishing, Nick DeWolf, Slade Grace, and Timothy Johnson, they're all available on Amazon. Okay. That's the commercial. Okay. I see I'm actually getting pretty good at it. You are. Uh, it's so much better if I have something to read than, you know, just yeah, winging just it. winging it. Yep. Anyway, got to get some more sponsors. 
Nothing against Vintage City, but we gotta we gotta get some other sponsors. Okay, rant. Um, hmm, this one's gonna be complicated. I want to rant about trolls. Okay. Now I'm not talking about the mythological trolls. <laughs> I like those. I don't mind those. They live under bridges. I don't uh-huh. care. You know, they they give you a hard time if you're trying to cross. Uh-huh. I'm talking about social media trolls. People that leave comments or are just looking to start arguments online all the time. Yeah. So. This is just my opinion, but it seems like there are two kinds of trolls. There's the kind that just want to stir up trouble yeah. for whatever reason. They're just going to come out and say the the worst, most racist thing, the most heartless thing, the most insulting thing. They're just doing it because they're trying to get people upset. Mm-hmm. And they kind of based their whole life around that. And, and the only thing I can think is that they're just people who don't really have any friends in life. They don't really have a life. Mm-hmm. This is the only way they get any kind of attention. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they work some sort of mundane job. Maybe, maybe they don't work at all. I don't know. Uh, I th- think it's probably kind of like a lot why people are bullies when they're kids. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some cases it's because they're being bullied themselves. Other cases, it's just that they feel ignored and they don't feel like intellectually they can compete with everyone. Maybe they're socially awkward. So the only thing they can think to do is they get a, they're just going to be uh, a bully. Just, that's the way they're going to get their attention. This mm-hmm. is the way they're going to get people to notice them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least react react to what they're doing and saying. Yeah, yeah. and maybe they get some kind of satisfaction out of pushing people around. But oh, So I, I think that there are people online that do that. They're just, yeah. I don't know. They just want to upset people. And then I think the other kind are people who just feel that they're the only ones who see the world the way it really is. And everyone else is just sheep and everyone else is just blind. And they're going to go on and they're going to sort of disrupt things, right? They see themselves as like anarchists, Uh just saying stuff to kind of stir up the conversation. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just, you know, that kind of crap. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it. I don't get why if someone puts a post on Facebook or, or they, they post something on Twitter about, hey, I just saw this movie and I really liked it. Someone's going to come along and go, that movie was garbage. Yeah. You know, you must be stupid to think that's such a good movie. Yeah. I don't get it. If you didn't like the movie, why why comment at all? Just keep scrolling. Obviously, this person really liked it. Yeah. Why do people feel the need to, like, put their opinion out there? I'm <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, like, shit on your the good feeling you have towards this thing, whatever it is, right? I don't feel, you think? Don't you what? think sometimes though they're they're thinking I I if you just listen to what I have to say, you'll agree with me that the movie was shit. It, you know, think about it. Don't you think that could be part of it, or you think it's just they just are like, no, you're stupid. I'm I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. No, there's there's like an anger and bitterness to it though. Usually, yeah. don't you think? Because yeah. there's one way to go. You know, I saw the movie. I didn't really like it. Uh, but hey, I'm you know I'm glad you liked it. You know, different tastes for different people. Blah blah yeah. blah. There's yeah. one way of saying that. I, I've certainly done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I saw it. And I couldn't really get into it. And then and the other person comes back and says, "Well, why not? Why didn't you like?" I can go, "Well, I didn't like this, this, and this." But I'm not gonna go. What you like yeah. that pile of shit? Yeah. Right. I was on. I won't name the band because I'm not. But I I remember like there was a band that I liked that was coming around and people are like, oh, cool. They're coming to town. And then someone was like, this band's fucking sucks. Oh, okay. This is a page for the band. Right. Yeah. Facebook page for that particular band. Why did you even stop there? Yeah. Yeah. True. True. If I don't like a particular thing, I'm not seeking out their their fan pages. Yeah. I just skip over it. I don't like it. I don't care about it. You know, there's a lot of bands out there that I don't really like their music. I don't listen to it. I'm not looking up their fan pages and and just trying to start shit. 
Yeah. Huh. Isn't this the same as like walking into a restaurant and just going up to each table going, this food is shitty. Do you like this food? Yeah, they wouldn't do that in, in person, though. Because <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they get their ass you? kicked. If you don't like the restaurant, why are you even in there in the first place? That's true. Right? That's true. And it does remind me of something that Mike Tyson said. Um, and maybe I'm, I don't, hopefully I won't get this comment wrong. But he said, social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Oh, I'm sure that's true. And the funny thing is, it was what, like a year ago or less than a year ago that somebody started shit with him on a plane. Did you hear about that? No, what There's happened? actually a video of it. He was on some plane. He was going somewhere. And some drunk guy got in the seat behind him and started shit with him. Oh. And was just like not provoking him, provoking him. And yeah. Mike got up and was like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> knock it off. Leave me alone. And he warned the guy a couple of times. And the guy yeah. just kept it up. And the guy, and somebody was filming at the time because the guy yeah. kept like smiling over at his buddy going, yeah, see, see, see. Well, Mike got up and beat the shit out of the guy. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it's like that. that they, they're so used to saying shit on on the internet that they yeah. don't have to pay for that you know they don't have to confront somebody for and they get used to doing it and then all of a sudden they're like oh i shouldn't have said that right you know yeah yikes no i didn't know that but that's actually kind of funny and sometimes i think people just online misinterpret stuff um i saw okay i won't mention my friend's name i have a friend a new friend, actually. Um, and he may or may not be one of those authors that I've been talking about lately. Uh-huh. He made a comment on a YouTube post. You know, Are you familiar with the show Hunters? Yes. Okay. Um, the first episode where the girl, it's set in the 70s, the girl goes to the barbecue. Uh-huh. And the guy who's there is like hosting it and he's got all these people there and he's got his, his family there. And he, she's going there with her husband who works for this guy for some, yeah. what, I don't know, whatever the guy does. Yeah. And she recognizes him as being the Nazi soldier who was in charge of the camp where she was when she was a little girl. Right. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? No, but go ahead. I thought you I know mean, the I, show. No, no, I, I've heard of the show, <laughs> but I haven't okay. like, watched it. Go ahead. So she flips out, of course, because she recognizes him. Yeah. And he's, I don't, you know, he's got this, he's got like a Southern accent and he's uh-huh. laughing off. He's like, I think she's had too much heat. Let's get her in. Uh, so yeah. she is flipping out. She's like, no. Yeah. And, you know, she, it's him. she knows. Yeah. So he pulls out a, he's got a gun underneath the table where he's barbecuing. Uh-oh. It's got a silencer on it. He shoots everybody. Oh. Right? He shoots the guests. He shoots his kids. He shoots his wife. He shoots everybody. Like headshots, right? Boom, boom, oh boom, God. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And he just tells her, like, you know, yeah, you know, you, you found me. Uh, he's, and then he goes, he's, he's, you know, back to his German accent. And he lets her live? No. Oh, okay. So it is a really cartoonishly way over the top scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the fact, so the fact that he's, he's able to, to get everybody with a headshot, right, yeah. in his backyard. Yeah. Because it's a big yard. It's a big house, right? He's a very uh-huh. successful guy, whoever, whatever he's posing as. I didn't see the, the series. Uh-huh. So my friend makes a comment, basically being sarcastic, going, wow, you got to really appreciate the fact that not only does he have a gun stash there just for these emergencies, yeah, but he's such a great shot. He's yep. able to get everybody with a headshot with a, he's a sniper. pistol and a silencer. Yeah. Somebody wrote to him, <laughs> comments, <laughs> you appreciate that? Let's try not appreciating Nazis. Oh, <laughs> So, so he's like he oh responds he's like i was being sarcastic about this scene i thought it was badly written i'm not advocating for the nazi party 
Oh my gosh. But this is the kind of thing. And he said to me later, he's like, you know, can you imagine like if there's a scene of, of Homer strangling Bart and you go, hey, great parenting skills. Yeah. Someone's going to go, oh, you approve of that? Yeah. You approve of child abuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's a cartoon. Hello. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a movie. He was, he was yeah. being sarcastic because he thought the scene was like way, way over the top. It's, oh, yeah. it's so like cartoonishly written. Yeah. But people and have to someone, comment. Right. And someone is crap. like, oh, so you, you yeah. appreciate Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, sorry. I'm laughing because that's just so ridiculous. It is. And well, it yeah. is. I'm so, yes, people are. are and there are yeah. a lot of dumb people out there. Yeah. And a lot of dumb people are, are commenting on posts and they, I think, probably don't understand sarcasm, but oh, the mailman's so, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so, but I, I know what you mean because, you know, I have people comment all, you know, that next door app. They comment the stupidest crap all the time. We had right. a um, one woman left her trash cans out by the um, street. Yeah. And, you know, we have we have the trash can police. OK, they're like, <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to leave your trash cans outside past six o'clock because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this woman wrote back and just said, I'm disabled. I count on my daughter to come by and get the trash cans. And she was late that day. And instead of saying, oh, sorry, my bad for, you know, being an idiot and just commenting on your trash cans because I got nothing better to do in life. This woman's like, well, you should think about that because this just makes the whole neighborhood. And I'm like, what? You know, why is she like ragging on this right. woman? It's, instead of a woman is going, listen, I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't realize I, you know, whatever, taking right. it back. She had to double down on it and basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to like kind of prove her point. But just, yeah, some people just, I don't know. Yeah. They're just ridiculous. Well, maybe you need to get a better daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Adopt a new one and make her work for you. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get hate comments for that. Well, but. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying about trolls, right? I don't. Yes. You've yes. seen these comments, right? Why, if you don't like something, why can't you just keep scrolling by and not say anything? Are you doing it to get attention? Or are you doing it because you feel that your opinion matters more than everyone else's, and you want to change their mind? You want to, you want to convince them that that band they like, or that restaurant they like, or that movie they like is is they're totally wrong about. Yeah. I, no, I, mean, I, I think you, it's just. Are you just being a dick? Yeah, you know? I think they're just unhappy, bitter people that want to spread the unhappy bitterness. I mean, really, when's the last time somebody turned around and said, you know, you got a point. They are a shit band. I was wrong. Sorry. You know, just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think people just want to spread their hate and bitterness. Right. I, I don't know. They're not walking around through life, walking through bookstores going, that book sucks. That book sucks. No, don't buy yeah. that. That's shit. Yeah, they're not, they're not going into movie theaters going, well, you people are laughing at that joke. You think this movie's good? Yeah. Right? yeah. They don't say anything, yeah. but that's true. Online, they're typing whatever the hell they want to type. So I think Mike sure. Tyson's right. It, yeah, it does make you a lot more comfortable that, that you can't get punched in the face for saying shit. Uh, yeah, I think it's true. I think that is true. And by the way, I don't advocate punching people in the face. Unless you're a Nazi, in which case I think you should get punched in the face repeatedly. Yep, many times. That's another thing. Uh, Oh, Nazis are entitled to freedom of speech. They shouldn't get punched. Sure, let let them go speak somewhere else. What's funny to me is people who argue that neo-Nazis should have the right to get up and, and have a speech and not get attacked for it, right? Uh-huh. Um, are, are, can the Taliban also 
come over to our country and have public rallies and give speeches? Are we nope. going to allow that? Nope. But right. you know what's funny to me is the neo-Nazi movement. Yeah. I just laugh every time I hear these people because I'm thinking to myself, buddy, if you knew what Nazism really was, you would realize you're one of the first people they would kill. He wanted blue-eyed, blonde-haired right. people. Uh, no... Um, you know, no Romney, no Gypsy, no mentally ill, no retarded right. people, no, yeah. no anything that wasn't blonde haired, blue eyed. And some of these people do not look blonde haired, blue eyed. So I'm thinking you're one of the first that would go. So you're an idiot for even. But now I don't go online and say that crap. I just laugh to myself because it's true. Well, the people who argue for the neo-Nazis to have the right to their opinion and have give speeches. Sure. They don't allow it over in Germany. That's true. You know, they they learned over there to shut that shit down right away. Yeah. So. And, you know, um, I don't even mind them talking or, or protesting or whatever. The thing I have is when they start getting violent and they start acting like theirs is the only way. And, you know, hey, feel free to have your opinion, but don't think that, you know, you're making America great again by acting like this because I think you're just making it shit. That's yeah. uh, maybe I shouldn't go into politics, but I'm just saying um, I think everybody has the right to their own opinion. And if you have people that agree with you, fine. But don't go to some protest and start beating up people to try to beat your idea into them. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Anyway. OK. That was my rant about trolls, which mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm not going to change anybody's mind about because well, these people I, just. I agree with you. So you didn't change my mind. <laughs> no, I know. But the ones who do it, uh, I'm sure that you know it's, it's like talking to a wall. I'm not going to convince yeah. them. But yeah, I, I do think that just leave people alone. Let them like what they want to like. OK. Anyway, that's my anyway. rant. Okay, so I don't have a rant today. Again, I have an educational talk. Okay. okay. Um, so first, I want to say wolves. I'm going to talk about the difference between wolves and dogs, but I'm actually talking about wolf hybrids um, because wolves, of course, are you know an endangered species. I don't recommend taking a wolf, you know, full-bred wolf, and trying to keep them and domesticate them. I don't recommend that at all. They're free. They should stay free. What about um, a coyote? Same thing. Stay away from coyotes. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll let this one go then. I'm talking about wolf hybrids. For some reason, you know, some people have mated the wolves with the dogs and then you have a wolf hybrid. And however it came about, that's what I'm talking about because I raised two of those wolf hybrids. And um, first of all, let me tell you, most people have misconception about them. They're not like huskies. They're not they don't look like a husky. Um, they're maybe twice the size. My my wolf hybrids, and I'll probably just cut to wolf instead of constantly saying wolf hybrid. But just so you know, I'm talking about wolf hybrid. They were almost 100 pounds each, 98 pounds and um, like 99 pounds. So, you know, the next time your dog, your husky is that, is that big, he's probably fat. Um, my wolves were all muscle, okay? they They were big. And they were full of muscle. Um, so the difference between a dog and a wolf is, you know, the dog is loyal and will be obedient. You can train your kids to, you know, train the dog and, and be obedient. Um, you know, you tell them sit and they will sit. You tell them, you know, stay out of the kitchen. They'll stay out of the kitchen. A wolf is loyal to the pack alpha. If the pack alpha is, you know, is telling them something, yeah, then they'll do it. But they don't necessarily obey the lesser people in the pack. Um, so 
They're not necessarily obedient all the time either. Um, wolves like to kind of test you. And mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. They're constantly testing. Um, I had one wolf that I had, I was doing crafts, arts and crafts, and I had a little rabbit skin that I was using to um, cover Santa. (laughs) I was doing a little, you know, Santa doll, and I had this little rabbit skin thing that I had bought, and um, she kept trying to get it, and so I told her not to touch it, and she didn't. She was, you know, sitting next to me. She wouldn't touch it, so then I decided on a little test, and I just left it there, and I walked out of the room, but I was peeking. It took her 20 minutes just sitting there Mm -hmm. and then she finally leaned over and grabbed it and that's just typical they'll obey you but only to a certain extent then they have to test they have to push you um another example is um i had a friend who had this is where i got my wolf hybrids she had a couple of them and she had an electric fence and now with a regular dog, you take, you put the little shock collar on, you take mm-hmm. them around the property, you show them where the lines are. Um, one of the ways you show them is when it starts beeping, they know that that's the warning, that if they go further, they're going to get shocked. Well, if the fence goes down or you take the collars off, the dog won't ever test that again. He knows, okay, if I go there, I'm going to get shocked. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to go there. A wolf, they will test it every day, every day. And as soon as that fence goes down because sometimes you know wild animals sometimes would dig it up um you know sometimes a storm would knock it out her wolves would be out just that that quick because they tested that fence every single day she had it they didn't say oh i'm just going to stay here because i don't want to get shot in fact she had one that kept trying it every day and finally figured out if you keep going (laughs) if you keep going it stops shocking you so he would run through it and you'd hear him yelping until he got to the other side. A dog won't do that. Well, it sounds like these animals want to be wild animals. So why try to domesticate times. them? Okay. Well, so here's the other thing. It's not so much domesticating because they're part domesticated. They're part dog. So, you know, they are they are territorial. They'll protect your property. They'll protect your kids. They'll protect their pack, which they see as your family. But they can be territorial. So if another animal comes on their property, um, you got problems. Um, You can teach them, you know, no, no, I'm the pack alpha and what I say goes. So if I want this other person or this, you know, I had people come to my house all the time. I didn't have any problems. My my wolves were sweet, very sweet to people. Mm -hmm. But I always knew if someone was approaching my house that was a stranger. Because wolves don't bark. They're not going to bark. You know, your dog goes nuts if the mailman comes, as you know, or the trash man comes or whatever. Right. Your dog goes nuts. Wolves don't bark. They very slowly will get up and start just kind of slinking towards the door, just waiting to see if somebody's going to try to break in. That's how I always knew someone was coming. My wolves very quietly would get up and go towards the front door if somebody was walking up my path. I had a friend of my son thought it would be funny to just open the door and peek in and shut the door real quick. And he figured, you know, let's see what those wolves are going to do. Well, the second time he opened the door, my wolf was standing there. <laughs> and this kid honestly almost shit himself because my <laughs> my dog, my wolf was like right there ready to grab him. Okay. So, so dogs, you know, the kids can discipline the dog, you know, yeah. whether they 
you know, I don't, I don't believe in hitting the dogs, spanking them or, you know, hitting them with a newspaper or anything like that. But, you know, your dogs can yell at your, your kids can yell at the dog and discipline them. Um, a wolf will discipline the kids. And I'll tell you this story. I had one that was a baby. He was like two and he was throwing a tantrum. He was just standing there yelling and screaming, stamping his feet. And mm-hmm. my female wolf went up to him and just like she would do with a, a baby wolf that was throwing a tantrum, she just barked in his face. She went right up to his face and barked at it. And he okay. just shut he shut up right away. She scared him. He just shut up right away, did not do anything. Um, another time, um, he was he had his coat on and he was kind of like stumbling around and he tripped over the one lower wolf. And, and by lower, I just mean he wasn't the alpha. Mm-hmm. He tripped over him and startled him and the dog like nipped at him. Well, the wolf nipped at him. The other wolf came from across the room flying to get that first wolf just for nipping at the ba- at the baby. I say baby, but he was two. Yeah. But she came flying across the she room a baby. to grab him, to grab the other wolf, to kind of like, you know, show him, no, no, you don't do that. So another thing is, you know, sometimes people feed dogs like raw meat. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll cook the giblets from the turkey or whatever and give it to their dog. Never do that for a wolf. You don't want them to get used to raw meat or any kind of full meat. It makes them a little more aggressive. Um, You also never want to get two from the same litter at the same time. They fight for dominance all the time. When you get, I made this mistake, you get two wolves from the same litter, who's dominant? And they constantly fight, Mm. you know, are you still the boss? Are you still the boss? One used to have to always be in the front. If she she would go in the house first, she'd come out of the house first. She'd go into the kennel first. She'd come out first. If the other one tried to step in her way, it was a fight to the death. We'd have to pull them apart. And sometimes you see on TV where they have supposed wolves like fighting each other. Well, it's bull because they're not going to bite the tail. They're not going to bite the leg. They go for the throat. Um, they, they actually, you know, really go for the throat and it's almost like, I'm going to, I'm going to put you down. So you never want to get two from the same litter at the same time because they fight for dominance constantly. They want to always test. Like I said, are you still the boss? Can I be the boss? Well, Um, I have to, I have to ask the obvious question. What? Why have them? I mean, it sounds like a pain in the ass. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Also, I don't want the pizza guy getting slaughtered because, you know, he opened the screen door to. No. Well, here's the thing. If you have a good alpha, if you're a strong male, usually, and I say this because you have to have muscle, Mm -hmm. as long as you're in control, they're not going to, you're the alpha. They're not going to disobey you. If you're, if you're at the door, they're not going to come charging out trying to grab the guy. Okay. If you're the boss, that's fine. The problem comes when you're not the boss anymore. When, and, and this kind of happened to me a little bit in that, you know, I got older I wasn't as strong. Uh, I started having some health issues. So I was they were not as easy to control as they had been when I was younger. And I had mm-hmm. I had my, you know, 20-year-old son to help me control them. Then I had no problems with them ever. In fact, we had a party in our neighborhood where um kids the police raided the party and kids were breaking through other people's yards to to run. They kicked down fences. They jumped fences. Not one came to my yard. Not one. Because they knew we had wolves. And not one kicked my fence down. None tried to run through. Okay, so now I want to hear about this party. Because that sounds like... (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a lot of fun if they were kicking down fences to get out of there. They were kicking down fences. Um, so, but let me finish this and then I'll tell you about the party, okay? Okay. So, wolves are stereotyped a lot. You know, people think, oh, they're vicious, they're cruel, they're mean, you know, they're, they're wild. Um, and, and that's not true. Mine were sweet as could be. They loved people. They didn't like other animals. They didn't like other animals coming on their, their territory. But they were sweet to people. As long as you, as the alpha, accepted that person in your house. I had people at parties, not a problem. I had people come to visit, not a problem. My daughter had um, a little sleepover one Halloween. I had maybe 10 preteen girls. My Uh wolves were fine. Um, And only nine of them left the next morning. (laughs) Yeah, very funny. They didn't like all the noise. It made them a little nervous, but all the noise and the jumping around. But... um, you know, they weren't vicious, but I used to have my father tell me, you know, they're going to turn on you one day. They're going to turn on you. You got to be careful. And that's just not true. But now I'm going to tell you a funny story. I had one of them, the male, he was not the dominant one, but he used to like to sleep in my room. And I had this open, um, it's not really open shower, but it it was like into the master bedroom and it was kind of like open to the master bedroom, but I'm in the shower And I hear him growling right outside the shower. He used to like to lay down next to the shower when I was taking a shower. And he would just kind of lay there and wait for me. He always Mm -hmm. had to be in the same room as me. So I'm taking a shower and I hear him beyond the shower curtain start to growl. (laughs) And right away I start thinking, "Uh uh-oh, is he turning on me? (laughs) You know, just like (laughs) my dad said, is he going for me? Like I couldn't figure out what he was Uh... growling at. Yeah. So finally, I opened the curtain and I'm like, what the heck is he growling at? And I realized I had bought one of those little uh, poofies, you know, that you scrub with. It was something new that he didn't he didn't know how it got there and he didn't like it being in the shower. So that's what he was growling at. He was growling because he was upset about the poofy and um, any little difference they noticed right away. One time I bought a new pot and I put it on the stove. It was like this brand new pot. Both of them came in the house right away, went to the kitchen, sat there and growled at the pot because they're kind of like, what's that doing here? We don't like this. This is new. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there growling. Okay. Um, so basically that's, that's what I want to say is about how different they are than dogs. Most people have this misconception that you can take a wolf and make it a domesticated dog and you can't. Um, the reason for having them, you know, I got them mainly because my friend's wolf ended up having nine puppies and I didn't want them put down. Uh, If they went to the shelter, they would have been put down automatically and Mm -hmm. they were so sweet. Um, I loved having them, but you know, you just have to really know what you're doing. You have to educate yourself as to the difference between a wolf and a dog. Um, Mm -hmm. One of them used to like to hold my hand. (laughs) When I say hold my hand, I mean, put it in his mouth as we walk. And he wasn't biting me. He was just kind of holding my hand. He'd be wagging his tail as we walked. But, you know, most people wouldn't be comfortable with that. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't (laughs) like that. Um, But I thought it was sweet. You know, Uh, I had a friend who, who got a, a wolf hybrid and she complained to me. She said, every time I come home, this dog bites me. And I'm like, what do you mean bite you? And she, same thing. She said, she grabs my hand. And I'm like, she's just showing you affection. It's like, it's like one wolf grabbing another's tail or something. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not trying to hurt you. They're just showing you affection. But she didn't get that, so she ended up getting rid of her wolf. But you now the thing about wolves, 
you have to be careful because if you don't understand their language, you can get yourself in trouble. Um, you know, you have to understand about the dominance. You have to understand that you can't play tug of war, war with them. You mm -hmm. can't ever let them win. If you let them win, they start thinking they're the boss. So you can't ever play a game where there's a winner and loser. You have to always be the dominant one because, again, they test you. And if they decide that they're the dominant, they're going to try to take over. And whoever doesn't obey them is going to get it. So that's my. So I feel like this is better for someone who has a lot of property. Yep. And uh, has a lot of free time on their hands. It's, so they it's, can... it's good for someone who understands the differences. This is not a dog. This is never going to be a dog. Yeah. So if you're thinking, oh, I want a wolf. They're cute. And I can make it be like a domesticated dog. Um, another thing I never did was leave my wolves alone with a small child ever, ever never did that. Um, you just, you just can't, yeah. you know, they don't always know their own strength. And like I said, they're 98 pounds of pure muscle. So if they're trying to discipline your child and you're not around, you could have some problems. So you just, you have to know what you're doing. You have to really understand. It's just yeah. not for everybody. It really isn't. It sounds cool. And it was a lot of fun for me at the time. But um, I wouldn't do it now. I'm not physically in a condition to do it. And it's someone who has a lot of property, someone who understands wolves, um, someone who could do it. Okay. So All problem. right. Well, definitely not for me, but, you know. Yep. I'm not really a pet person. I, I've had this conversation with the GF. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you are. You just don't have them. Yeah. I, you like, like pets. Back to like we were growing up, like we had yeah. dogs, but I feel like they were our mom's dogs. Like they yeah. weren't really our dogs. No, I agree. I agree. And I don't really remember spending a lot of time with them. I would play with them sometimes, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I wasn't the type of person who was like, I want to take them outside. I want to play fetch with them. I want to take them with me to the store. I, you know. I think it's different when it's your pet, though. I mean, those were your your mom's pets, but I think I had the same thing where you know if it was her pet or my dad's pet or somebody else's pet, it's just not the same thing. But when it's your pet, that's totally loyal to you. Um, this is a problem I have right now is, you know, we have a dog, but I meant it to be my daughter's dog. So she feeds it, she walks it, but, um, it, so it's not really my dog. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't really obey me, <laughs> which I don't like. So I think next time I own a pet, it's going to be my pet because it's going to do what I say. But, uh, <laughs> but do you really but, want a pet? Uh, so, okay. So this is probably a conversation that should be part of something separate, but uh -huh. I don't get the whole pet thing really. Yeah. I, I like animals. Yeah. But when you have them, it's like, now it's another responsibility. You sure. Gotta make sure they're fed. You're going to make yep. sure they go out. You got to make sure that they're getting what they need. You got to be. Yeah. Holy shit. Isn't it hard enough in life to take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you got to take care of something? I got I got me and I got the kid. Yeah. Like, I, yep. I have my son that I, I take care of. Yeah. Why do I want another living thing that is relying on me? Like I it's kind of reminds me of that virtual pet game right that little yeah. trying thing that was all the rage a few years ago oh like, yeah the tamagotchi you, or something yeah why do you want an electronic pet yeah. that you, that if yeah. you don't feed it's gonna die yeah <laughs> like don't you yeah. have enough counting like, like isn't it hard enough taking care of yourself in this world no i understand i understand and you, you know you you do have to take care of it and it's a lot of responsibility you can't really travel and stuff 
On the other hand, if you're coming home every day and you're tired from work and you're like, you know, depressed or whatever, here's this being that is like, oh my God, you're home. I love you. Oh, where have you been? I missed you so much. And just, just Mm -hmm. pure love for you. That's like, I would die for you. If you were in trouble, I would give up my little life for you. Um, Uh. You know, sometimes that's nice. Some people like cats because cats are not like all over you like that. Cats are like, just give me my food. Yeah. You can pet me for a few minutes, but then I'm gone. You know, some people like that or like a bird that, you know, just chirps and is happy to see you, but you know, you know, stays in his cage. But um, so I understand your point. Um, I just, I like pets. I like when they're my pets and not somebody who lives in my house's pets, but um, you know, to each his own. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know. I got a little off topic there, but it was just something that I, I discussed with the GF recently. She want um, new pets or what? No, she just, you know, she, she, she has a dog. Um, yeah. The dog, I help take care of the dog because yeah. I'm around. Yeah. But I don't. Okay. But that's her dog. What about when you had that cat from next door come visit you all the time? Don't tell me you didn't sneak him tuna. I didn't see did. him tuna. I gave him tuna. Yeah, of see? Yeah, of yeah. course you did. So you yeah. enjoy pets. You just, you know, sure. it just depends. I like, I like that cat, but I, I didn't have to take care of that cat. That cat basically took care of itself. It was an outside exactly. cat. It was it was always that's, outside. It, you know, basically just came over to get some food and kind of hang right. out for a little bit. Some pets are like that. You don't have to sure. take care of them. They just show up. You feed them. They're like, thanks. Bye-bye. So yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. that wasn't bad, but yeah. listen, when it's... 10 degrees outside and the dog has to go out. I'm like, holy shit, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't you use the toilet like anybody yeah. else? <laughs> hey, some people train their dogs to do that or their cats, you know, but uh, that's another story. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Enough for that. Should we wrap this one up? Yep. Let's wrap it up. All right. You've been listening to Dumb Stupid Talking with Lucas Shea. See, I put a little space there. Lucas Good. Shea. Yep. And my co-host, Devin Shea. I think they hear your name fine. I don't I think I'm the one that runs it together. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. That's it for us. That's it for us. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.